Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Heidi Hubner is the founder and director of Pets Unstressing Passengers Program, or PUPS for short, which is an airport therapy dog program where volunteers and their dogs can help passengers de-stress from the anxiety that traveling can often create. Heidi runs this program at the Los Angeles International Airport, LAX. And after its success, it has even been implemented in nearly 100 other airports across the country. While it may seem like a simple concept, the impact that it's had on the mental health of travelers during this time of need has proved to be invaluable. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us today on Dog Save the People. I'm so thrilled to have you today. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> now, where are we speaking to you from? Los Angeles, California. Are you from Los Angeles originally? I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And I grew up there and then went to college at Chapman University in Orange, California. Right. And then kind of traveled all over. I used to be a dancer singer. So I had an awesome time touring and doing some acting. But animals have just always been in my life and steered me out of that into something different. What was your experience like growing up? Did you have pets, dogs, cats? We did. I was the kid that found every stray on the street and brought it uh, home. <laughs> love it. And of course, my parents loved that too. Yeah. You know, we never purchased a pet from a pet store. Yep. And my parents always, you know, just loved animals. And we, all my family members had animals. So they've been a part of my life, I think, since before I was born. Yeah. And so as an adult, what has been your sort of trajectory with your dogs? When I was touring, obviously I couldn't have a pet, but wherever I went, I would find strays on the street and keep them and then would find some lovely person to take them into their home. I mean, it's just, they find you, you know, they would always, my friends would laugh. It's like, oh my gosh, that dog is probably going to find Heidi. Yep. I just feel like there's this special bond I've always had when I was actually able to have my own place and settle down and not be on the road. I went out and rescued two dogs. I also did a lot of fostering for rescue mm-hmm. groups, which was very rewarding. Yes. And my two dogs that I had first as an adult became therapy dogs without me even realizing it. They just had this knack of going up to people. And it was something I didn't think about until one day somebody said, you need to have your dogs visit people in nursing homes. And that kind of started the love of my sharing my dogs and pets with people. So did you have to go through a particular program to have your dogs certified officially? Back then, I was not aware of any organized groups. But Canine Good Citizen, that's a certification to get so your dog knows good manners and passes all of these tests. So that's something that we did. And then I found an organization that would actually insure the animals to make sure, you know, for the facility. So started off that way. And now there are so many different groups that will certify and register dogs. So they are official therapy dogs to be able to do these programs, you know, let's say legitimately now. Gotcha. So tell me about your two dogs. So my first two dogs, Chopper and Chowsy. Chowsy was a chow mix that I found on the street a guy had him tied up to a post and I was like, Hey, is this your dog? And he goes, he's not my dog. I found him. I don't know what to do with them. 
and kids are throwing rocks at him. And I was oh like, boy. yeah, I said, well, that's not going to happen. I'm going to take the dog. Do you mind? Yeah. He said, no. So I took him, went to the vet's office and Chow's are not necessarily the most friendly dogs to strangers. Right. He was amazing. He loved everybody. And he lived until he was 17. So he was my first dog initiating me into all of this. Then I rescued another dog, Chopper, who was a shepherd mix, who I was told had horrible anxiety issues. Literally, he ripped somebody's office apart. He was in a car. He ripped the car apart. So I said, well, let me take him. I took him and the dog never did anything. So he was supposed to be with me. He was just waiting for me. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Same thing, John. Just had that knack to be with people. So those are my first therapy dogs. Well, and especially a child too, which are not, again, the warmest and fuzziest of the dog breeds that I've experienced. Right. So we said he broke the mold for that. You know, people would go, that's a chow. And I said, he's amazing. And, it, you know, it was just wonderful. He broke that stereotype of that breed of dog. Oh, my gosh. So now we are here to talk about this incredible organization that you founded, Pups which is Pets Unstressing Passengers. And I wanted to get a little bit of background about how this came into being, please. I was hired at LAX, Los Angeles World Airports, to revamp their volunteer program. Volunteers that are at information booths, assisting passengers, answering questions, et cetera. When I came there, I remember I said to my boss, I'm like, we're going to have dogs at this airport someday, but I'm not sure how. And she said, oh, you're so funny, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward a few years later, I was approached by upper management and we were talking about what could we do to improve our customer service. And Mm -hmm. I said, we need to bring therapy dogs to the airport. It makes perfect sense. It's the most stressful place for people. You know, as we know, traveling, it's just people travel for different reasons. And they were like, well, how would we do this? And I said, well, I have a background in creating therapy dog programs for different organizations. It's the same thing at the airport. So put the presentation together and they loved it and welcomed it with open arms. So in 2013, the pup program launched. Wow. And what was that like when you first started it? It was so exciting. I was able to do a presentation to about 80 other airports in 2012 saying, hey, this is an idea, a program that we're going to be launching. If you're interested, please reach out to me because I think this should be nationwide. And of course, everybody said, hey, we love it. We're going to see how it goes. (laughs) We're going to see (laughs) you're the guinea pig since this is your baby. I said, no problem. So when we launched it, people were at the press conference just were so happy and so excited and said, oh my gosh, like how come we didn't do this years ago? The passengers just could not believe, wait, we can pet these dogs? Wait, what is this? Is this just for today? Is this every day? So it was just wonderful to be able to say, no, this is going to be every day, forever. You know, as long as we can do this, we're going to have therapy dogs at the airport. I love it. And so the dogs are wearing pet me signs on their vest. Correct. We wanted to distinguish, you know, service dogs and different dogs have different vests. We wanted people to see a big pet me to know that, yes, you can pet these dogs. Oh, my gosh. I know that for me, and I think for many people, of course, air travel is incredibly stressful. And I know that whenever I see a dog in the airport, whether it's somebody's passenger that they're bringing with them or possibly a service dog, 
my blood pressure drops, everything changes. I want to get down on the floor with them, make a fool out of myself. Everybody else disappears except for me and this dog that I'm hopefully going to connect with. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I say it's magic every yeah. time it happens. And just like you said, you can feel your own stress level and blood pressure drop. Yes. You can feel that atmosphere in the terminal. You really can see people's shoulders dropping and big smiles coming across their face. And you can't be mad if you're smiling. And it's this energy that it's like a ripple effect. You know, the first people who recognize and start petting the dog and then other people come up and then people start talking to each other. Uh, and it's really yeah. beautiful because we don't do that. You know, we're into our devices right. or just tunnel vision of like, where do I need to go? Yeah. And I say we create these little mini friendships or mini families for that moment. And it's really so beautiful. And I know that for me on the street in New York City, when I have my dogs, it's similar in the sense that people will stop and talk and then you make these connections and then somebody else might be walking by and they may have something they want to say and you create these little moments of humanity with people and it's all through this catalyst, which is the dog. And there's just this beautiful magical part of dogs that have this effect on us. Yes. I wanted to ask you with the dogs themselves. So the volunteers, the people that are bringing the dogs to the airport, do they go through a particular type of training in order to be able to do this? They do. Everybody has to be fingerprinted and badged, just yeah. like employees to, you know, for background checks. Sure. And then we do a training. We go over what the rules are. At the airport, we follow the same rules as Alliance of Therapy Dogs, which is the mm -hmm. group that we partner with that holds the insurance for the volunteers. And before they even start, I do a meet and greet because I want to make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. Because as you said, the dog is kind of the conduit. And, you know, people share everything with my volunteers. Some people are crying hysterically because they've just lost somebody or they've lost their dog or you know, they're traveling because they had to move. You know, people are happy because they're going on vacation, but they miss their right. dog or yes. they're not allowed to have dogs in their, you know, living situation. So to be able to, you know, pet a dog before they get on their flight is yeah. something very special. So I always say to the volunteers, it's quality. It's not quantity. If somebody's talking to you five, 10, 15 minutes. You stay there until they're done. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. You know, I had a lady yeah. for an hour. The volunteers are also there, of course, to assist the passengers in, in any way. So this is like an um, overarching um, responsibility for them. Yes. And so do they also have to know a lot about what's going on in the airport and some protocols and general information? They do. They all have a training manual that has that information and they check the website. That's where all of the updates are happening. Because LAX, we're doing a lot of construction right now. So yes. it's a lot of moving parts. But people just want to talk and pet the dogs. But yeah. they do have that. You know, They are armed with that so they can assist if needed. Yeah. And I love this idea because I know for myself, and I've had experiences where I've met people in airports where they're traveling because they've lost somebody and they're traveling or, you know, or someone's sick. And I've had that experience myself. And I know that if I had the opportunity to be able to just sit with and connect with the dog, again, there's just this magical ingredient that they are born with. And that would just, it's so soothing and it grounds people. And I know for myself, it's just, 
like if I could have a dog with me right now at work, I would. And I just, there's something there. So now this program pups has grown those airports that you spoke to in 2012, they saw what a great experience and what a great success it was. And so this program has grown and and have you been able to implement this in how many airports? So there are 70 airports that are up and running again Mm -hmm. due to COVID. There are 90 total that have similar programs. And when I was doing the presentation, we were trying to figure out how does this work? And I said, well, I cannot, it would be impossible for me to manage every airport because each airport has slightly different rules and regulations. Yes. You know, not everybody can partner with Alliance of Therapy Dogs if they don't have people from that organization where the city is. So they would have to find a different organization. So I said, listen, let me give you everything that you need. I'm here for you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to get you started. But then you create your own name. Find something fun that's unique to your airport and to what your staff and volunteers come up with and make it your own. And they have, which is so fun. Denver has the CAT program, (laughs) C-A-T, which is (laughs) canines assisting travelers, which I I thought was so cute. But one of the things I love is if somebody has traveled to another airport and they've met one of their therapy dogs and then they travel to LAX and it's like, oh my gosh, I was just you know flying in from Miami and I met one of their dogs and then they met one of our dogs and they get the trading cards and it's just so fun. And you know you can't put a price tag on this. Now tell me about the trading cards. So we came up with the idea to have trading cards for the dogs because we thought this way, you know, we can pass them out and people can have a cute picture of the dog that they met so they can remember them. And it has like little statistics on the back and our Instagram, you know, on the back. And a lot of the dogs have their own Instagrams. They're like little rock stars. It's adorable. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I have to just tell one really cute story. I got an email and a picture from a man who had met one of our dogs several years ago. And his son, because they're not allowed to have a dog in their apartment building, will place Molly's card next to him while he eats dinner. So the child has dinner with Molly every night. Like, how sweet is that? That's amazing. And I would think that for kids, especially to be able to have these trading cards is very, very memorable. It is. Uh, And the employees too. It's really sweet. They all love collecting the cards and they will know if there's a new dog. It's like, wait, I don't know you. I don't have your card, you uh, know, I love that. in my desk drawer, in my little, you know, picture holder. So it's, it's fun. I love that. And how have the uh, airport employees reacted to having the dogs around? They love them. And I have to say, John, during COVID, when we had some of the teams coming back and I was actually getting a new team on board, And we were standing at the walkway and this employee ran across the street and she was like, they're back. The pups are back. Oh my God. Thank God. Thank God. You don't even know how bad we missed you guys. And she was just hugging, 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 hugging Uh. the dog and started crying like happy tears. And the dogs, they are loved and they are needed and they are appreciated. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that I do think that the dogs understand that they have a role to play, that this is kind of their job and that they rise to the occasion. Absolutely. You are so right on when you say that. You have two different dogs now, yes? I do. Okay. Tell me about them. 
So I have Chubbs, who is a little pug that we rescued from a horrible backyard breeding situation. And then I have Chance, my big boy, who's a shepherd husky mix and rescued him and brought him to me. And people say dogs are colorblind. And I just don't believe that because if I pull my work shirt out and it's a red shirt and I have a lot of different red shirts, yeah, but they both recognize that red shirt. And if it comes out, they know somebody's going to work with me and they get so excited and it's like by the door and you know, it's like, and then they get to work and they are just so proud and so happy. It's like, I'm here. I'm here to give the love. It's crazy, but it's real. It sounds like either Chubbs or Chance in the background, right? And they're so excited to hearing you talk about the work that they get to do. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I wanted to ask you, how do you think the dogs themselves feel about this experience? They love it. And not every dog who does therapy work is right to do therapy work at the airport because it's a different animal. You know, some dogs are great at doing reading rooms with kids or one-on-ones, but at the airport, it's too much for them. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. We have to recognize they have boundaries too. Right. In airports, there's a lot of chaos and noise and things coming at you. And yeah, so it would be for a very specific sort of, of dog. I'm looking for the dog that is going up to people, is, you know, wagging their tail, is laying down and, you know, going for belly rubs because they love the attention. Dogs are born with this. This is something that you cannot teach or train. So Mm -hmm. a dog is either going to be a therapy dog or they're not. It's based on their temperament and personality. This is why we have all breeds. We do not discriminate. We've got pit bulls. We've got chihuahuas. We've got every kind of mix, pure breeds, old, big, you know, you name it. We've Uh, got it. As long as they have the temperament, the personality, and they want to do it, and then they know the basic obedience, so they have good manners, they can be in the program. Now, do you have any particular stories, memorable stories of particular passengers whose lives have been affected by this program? When we were first starting, Finn a huge Irish wolfhound, we were out and a lady came running up to us and she said, oh my God, can you please bring this dog to my husband? I think that he is having a stroke. And I was like, we ran over there because I'm ready to call 911. Yeah. He was red faced and he was like, oh my God, I get to pet this dog. And he starts petting and hugging. And, you know, I looked at her and I said, do we need to call airport police? And she goes, I think he's angry with trying to get these work emails and everything done on his phone. And it's, he's just got so much going on right now. And as he was petting the dogs, like 20 minutes in, you could just see everything stopped. Like he was fine. He said, I really think this dog saved my life. You know, we stayed with him for maybe another hour and his wife and him just, you know, they were like, we're fine. He doesn't need to go anywhere. And that was like the power of what that dog did. And he recognized that. And then we had another story, uh, it was other, over Mother's Day and a lady was traveling to visit her mother and en route, her mother passed away. And we were actually doing an event. So I had seven or eight dogs, you know, wishing everybody happy Mother's Day and giving out nice little goodie bags. And she connected with this uh, little poodle mix and my volunteer. And they just talked and cried. And she said, I, you know, I can't thank you enough. 
I'm just so sad, but I feel better. I feel like I have a friend at LAX. And they have become friends and remained friends. They're pen pals. The lady doesn't live in Los Angeles. Again, and you can't train volunteers to do that. That is who they are. They are just the most kindest, loving people. I love that so much. And Heidi, again, uh, you're doing such beautiful, beautiful work. You're doing God's work. And what an amazing thing to be able to, again, harness the magic of these beautiful beings and sharing that with others. I feel grateful. I say I I have the best job in the world. You know, to be able to have a job you're passionate about and love, it's not a job. It's my happiness. So I am grateful every day. So Heidi, where can we find you on, uh, on social media? You can find us on Instagram, LAX Pups, and Twitter as well, LAX Pups. You can find us on Facebook, LAX Therapy Dogs. Great. I'm going to start following you right now because I can't wait to watch all of the stories and hopefully I'm going to run into you. I hope so too. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to email me, John, send me an email and say, Hey, I'm going to be at the airport and I will make sure I am there with my dog and some of the other volunteers as well. Oh my God. I'll be the one, I'll be the one crying profusely. (laughs) Heidi, thank you so much for being such a lovely guest and thank you for all the beautiful work you're doing. Thank you. Take care and be safe. (laughs) And I'll see you soon. (laughs) Absolutely. I know for me that whenever I'm flying, I always find it hard to be away from my dogs during this particularly stressful time. And it makes me so happy to know that there's this program at airports where there are dogs for you to connect with, to take a moment to breathe and escape with, and to help you lift your spirits. Even when I spend just a moment petting a dog, it can make such a difference to my mood. I hope to see some during my upcoming flights and maybe even get some of the trading cards the next time I'm at LAX. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by As It Should Be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. And special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also be able to find merch in our new online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, My Foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address bark at dogsavethepeople.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.